Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Socializing, dating, and spending time with family are all things that we worry about when we quit drinking. We worry about connecting with other people that will always be missing out and that we will never have fun ever again. If you're worried that drinking is the only way to connect with people, then in this episode, I'm answering three questions I received about drinking and meeting other people. We'll talk about dating, family, and missing out. So let's dig in. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm your host, Jill. 
And if you have a question that you would like me to answer on the show, please see the show notes for a form. Our first question is from Anne. And I love this question because it kind of proves my point. She says, I stopped drinking in January and I know it is the best choice for me. I'm 29 years old and just got out of a toxic relationship of six years in November. We drink a lot together. I can't help but feel like going out and drinking is how I'm going to meet a single guy. For example, one time I went out drinking and met an actress and I would have probably never talked to her if I was sober because I wouldn't have been at the bar, parentheses, night didn't end up well, I drank way too much. How do I feel sure that I am not missing out on things being sober? I find myself not wanting to even go out to dinner or dates because I'll be tempted to look at the drink menu, but I know it's just the act of trying a drink. I know that alcohol is useless to me and everyone else. Thank you, Anne, for your question. First of all, I think it's really cool that you met an actress and I get it. You wouldn't have met her unless you were at the bar. However, you did make a point to say that the night ended badly because you drank so much. So meeting famous people is cool and all, but having a bad memory because you're drinking messed up the experience isn't really that worth it. All you're missing out on is having your drinking make you feel regretful and embarrassed. I would rather not have memories of embarrassing myself in front of other people anymore. And when you can't control how much you drink, it's not worth the risk in my opinion. I think that we get stuck on the beginning of the night and how we'll miss out on that stuff. But you need to remember the entire experience, not just the beginning of it. The end of the night embarrassment is a part of it too. So you're missing out on that too by not drinking. You're not just missing out on the fun like first hour. In my community meetings, we talk about JOMO sometimes or the joy of missing out. So isn't it great to miss out on the end of the night humiliation? I want you to harness your JOMO. We need to link the beginning of the night with the rest of the night and the next morning. That's the whole experience. I think that we can begin to feel JOMO once we understand that things won't change and drinking too much, feeling regret and shame, and waking up hungover will always be a part of the experience. It's like you never know what you're going to get when you go out drinking. You could have a fun time and get too drunk, but nothing bad happens and you make it home. Or you could have what other people would consider a rock bottom moment. We never know. And that's why it's best to just not risk it. And to the second part of your question about going out on dates or going out with friends, the more sober time that you have, the more comfortable you'll feel with things like that. Right now, you feel like alcohol is required for fun and connection, but it's not. And someday you will believe that, even if that feels completely crazy right now or I don't understand or whatever, you will feel that someday. If you're in early sobriety, then it's good to skip things until you feel confident that you won't drink. But when you start venturing out into the world, you'll get experience not drinking and that will break down the belief that alcohol is required for fun and connection. We try to talk ourselves into drinking by saying that everyone else does it, but really, most people don't drink like we do. There are plenty of people that don't drink at all because they don't feel like it. Our next question comes from Dawn, and she asks, How can we be around family and friends that you love who drink 
and not miss drinking with them? Or is it okay and normal to miss it but still not join in? I think that it's okay to miss drinking with people. Drinking is an easy, effortless way to trick your brain into having fun. I still miss drinking sometimes, but I never miss my drinking. I miss what I wished my drinking could have been someday. The potential. Recognizing that the type of drinking I'm envying will never be possible for me helps. If it's creating a lot of FOMO by hanging out with family and friends while they're drinking, then maybe limit these interactions for a bit. Sitting around watching other people drink is boring, and I limit these interactions forever. I don't want to be doing that. I'd rather do anything else or just stay home in my pajamas by myself. So... Could you go for coffee or lunch or to a museum or do some touristy activities in your city or go to the beach or go rock climbing? There are a lot of options besides sitting around watching other people drink. I like to judge people too, and maybe that's bad advice, but it helps. I love when people are hungover the next day or they have to stay in bed late trying to cure themselves especially when it's my husband. Getting up before everybody else and being fresh and happy is the best feeling. So instead of focusing on your FOMO of wanting to join in with them, think about all the amazing things in life that the drinkers are missing out on because they just sit around and drink and then have to recover from that drinking. And our next question on this topic comes from Johnny. And he says, I haven't started dating again since I've been sober. I'm just waiting and taking my time and working on myself. So how long until you felt comfortable being intimate and dating sober? Or were you always in a relationship? And then he said, I think you were actually. So thank you for your question, Johnny. I was always married and I met my husband one month after I started drinking. So he got to witness the whole thing, unfortunately, from the beginning to the horrible parts to the end. But all of the dating that I did before I met my husband was without alcohol. I started drinking later than most people do. So I do have some sober dating experience, but it's not exactly the same because I didn't have struggles with alcohol at that time. I just chose not to drink. AA will recommend that people wait a year before they start dating, and that might sound like a really long time, but there's a lot of healing that happens in the first year and a lot of work that needs to be done internally. So I don't think you have to necessarily wait exactly a year, but I think you will know when you're ready and I don't think you should rush it. The biggest problem with problem drinkers is we are extremely emotionally immature and we have no coping skills. Otherwise, we wouldn't be drinking like that. If we bring our emotional immaturity and lack of coping skills into a relationship, then it's not going to go well. And this caused a lot of problems for me in my marriage. I was easily offended. I took everything personally. I needed constant validation that my husband loved me. I got jealous, and I thought everybody was out to get me. Thankfully, though, I attracted a good guy and my husband is wonderful to me. But with this pattern of behavior, every single guy I dated before him was awful. 
I had two emotionally abusive relationships back to back, and the guys who weren't that bad still did not treat me well. When we're emotionally immature and dramatic, we attract a certain type of person. And healthy, mature, secure, confident people are repelled sometimes by people that are immature, needy, and dramatic. So I think that is another reason why waiting is a good thing. Because we have to do the work to get into healthy relationships or to make our existing relationships healthier. And that work takes time. So I would reflect on what qualities you've brought into your last relationships when you think if you're ready or not. And if you're having trouble meeting someone that treats you well or is ready for a relationship, then it might mean that you need to do a little bit more internal work and look where you're meeting these people too. So we feel like we have to meet everybody in the bar, but you can meet them at the gym, rock climbing, single events. You can meet them at school if that applies to you. You can meet them in recovery. One of my friends who's over 20 years sober met his wife in AA. There's lots of different places to meet people that are not at the bar. So I encourage everybody to get into therapy and work on handling negative emotions, liking yourself and being secure in who you are. You can also get support from a community of people just like you, either in AA, Smart Recovery, My Living a Sober Powered Life community, or things like that. Community is useful because you will see examples of people learning lessons, and you can model what they're learning, and you can get feedback on your own experiences. If you're dating someone and they did something that triggered neediness or you feeling offended, then you can go ask your community for feedback. They're not personally involved in your relationship, so they'll be able to look at it without emotion and give you their opinion. Getting feedback has been one of the most helpful things for me to learn, and it helped me learn when things are a big deal versus when I'm getting triggered and making assumptions that make them a big deal. And remember, most importantly, do not worry about skipping social things, especially in the beginning. Get comfortable with not drinking first and then venture out and socialize. I skip things all the time. Like, please do not invite me. I don't want to go. I don't want to socialize. I just want to stay home and socialize with people virtually or hang out with my cat and my husband. So don't feel bad if your social life changes. It's a good thing. And it doesn't mean that you're weird and people aren't going to want to be friends with you anymore. It just reflects your change in priorities now that you don't drink and maybe a change in values too. So thank you, Anne, Don, and Johnny for your awesome questions. I hope that this was helpful for you. And I will talk to you guys next week. It's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. 
So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.